Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. What is going down in your town? I'll tell you what's going down in my town. This is the Thursday episode of the Bride Chiller Wedding Planning Podcast. I'm Alicia. I am your virtual bridesmaid, as the lovely Cara Lee said. I am here to help you get to the end of your wedding planning without losing your goddamn marbles. And uh, I have been hosting this show just gone two years. I'm about to actually hit my two-year anniversary and it's really exciting. This is episode 225. If you are new to the show, welcome. If you are old to the show, welcome. And uh, I'm really happy. I've got lots, like I am losing my mind with how to cover all of these questions that you send through. And I'm always very mindful, as I've asked in previous episodes, if you have an emergency, if it's urgent, if it's a wedding question that needs to be answered and you have marked it urgent, I will, gosh, I will just work my darndest to get it done and to make sure that uh, your question is answered on time. Problem solved so you can pack it up and send it on its merry way and you can relax moving into your wedding week, month, year. A lot of energy starting today. I don't know where that's come from. I've just run home from work. This is the end of the day. I'm recording this episode before Rich comes home. You'll hear the key go in the door and uh, he will ruin my quiet surroundings. Not ruin. I love when he comes home. There's nothing, uh, nothing to complain about. He's a good guy. I love him very much, but I try and sort of cram in recording times where I can. Sometimes it's early in the morning and you hear me go, good morning, uh, and uh, this time I've just done a tidy 5K run. I really enjoy running in the autumn. I don't want to be one of those assholes going, I really enjoy running, and people are like, fuck off. No, you don't. I I actually have learned to enjoy running a lot more. I used to be the dreading running person. And then I was sort of determined to change my mindset a little bit to go, I'm never going to be an amazing, you know, super long distance runner. I have short, I was going to say stubby. I'm not putting my legs down. They can, they're a good pair of pins when they want to be, but I don't have the long lean runner legs that some people have that make running look and probably feel effortlessly effortless. But uh, I have learned that running is one of those sort of mindsets you've got to get into and just get in the zone. And for me, you might have heard me say, I like to run with podcasts. It's a good distraction. And I love listening to This American Life when I run because I can sometimes have a little giggle or a little thoughtful grunt and then I move on with my life. So, you know, horses for courses, but I'm certainly not one of those people that say, oh, I love running. It's so easy. I just find running so easy. (laughs) I barely even crack a sweat, which is bullshit. Running is hard. Running takes practice and you've got to keep it up. I've learnt. I've learnt that the hard way. Right. Enough about me. Let's get on to you. I've got a lovely voice message here. Who is it from? Hi, Alicia. My name is Dorian. I am from the Midwest, but I currently live in Los Angeles, California. I'm getting married in November of this year to Michael, and he's pretty awesome. I found your podcast just by searching on iTunes. Back when I got engaged last December, I was searching for some other recommendations and decided I should search for a wedding podcast, and I found yours. I'm really happy I did. Um, because I do not really like weddings. I have always thought that they were just like absorbent and, you know, just a lot of drama and spending for just one day. 
Um, the only thing about weddings I really love is the cake. And so I never really thought that I would have one, so now that I am planning one, I'm glad there are places like what you've created on the Bride Chilla podcast um, for people who don't really like the whole traditional wedding and um, the people who maybe catch flack for things like not wanting to get married at a church in a ball gown and like do chair covers and, and all of that crap. So needless to say... I am pretty laid back when it comes to what I wanted for my wedding, uh, and so is Michael, my fiancé. So initially we were just going to do a courthouse type of situation and go to dinner afterwards and call it a day. Uh, but then we thought about it and realized that since we're having the wedding in Los Angeles, um, this would be the really the only time for our families to kind of meet and we both really love each other's families a whole bunch and think they're pretty cool and think that they'd get along great. And so we wanted to take advantage of this opportunity for them to meet and mingle and party and become Facebook friends. So we're having an actual wedding event. So we sent out our save the dates and his side just got so very excited and immediately booked flights and RSVP'd. And I'm talking everyone, his friends, friends of friends, his family, his family that grew up down the street from his family, just everybody uh, is coming. And then on my side, the excitement level is, um, I don't know, much lower. And I'm trying not to take it too personally uh, because, you know, obviously people are traveling. It's sort of a destination event for many people. So, um, so yeah, and there's also the fact that on his side, he's one of the first to get married, while on mine, I'm one of the last. So people are kind of just like, good job, Dorian, you finally did it, congrats, send us a picture. So I guess my question is, because so many people on my side aren't going to be able to make it for whatever reason... How can we make this wedding a little bit more interactive for people who aren't physically going to be there? We have a wedding hashtag, so people can maybe look into that and follow that and see pictures and, and posts about the wedding. I was thinking maybe doing like some sort of webcam situation, but honestly, the ceremony part of our wedding is going to be so short um, that I don't even know if that would be very worth it, but maybe, and maybe you or the bride maid groom chillas out there might have other ideas that can help us make sure that our families all feel a part of the day, even if they're not actually able to come to Los Angeles for the wedding. Um, yeah, and that's my big question. And I also wanted to say a big thank you to you and to the Feminist Bride. I remember an episode, um, you know, I guess several months back now at this point, that uh, you discuss traditions and really looking into them before you decide to add them to your wedding day. And that helped me so much because I had a tradition. I thought that if I ever did get married, uh, that I wanted to incorporate in my ceremony. Um, it's the jumping of the broom, which I always thought was an African-American slave custom. So when I got engaged, I am black and my fiance, Michael, is white. I immediately thought that might be kind of weird since, you know, 
he's white and I'm black, the people might be like, they probably shouldn't be doing a slave custom as part of their ceremony. Uh, so I kind of wrote it off, even though it really doesn't matter what other people think, but that's a whole nother thing. Uh, but after listening to that episode, it prompted me to do a little Googling. How hard is that? And I found out that jumping the broom is not only an African-American slave custom. It was practiced by uh, some of the Welsh in history. Uh, Gypsies uh, used to or maybe sometimes do still practice jumping the broom when they wed. So, So that made me really happy. And now it's something that we'll be able to include in our day. So I just wanted to tell you that and say a big, big thank you again for all that you do. Keep it up. And for my extra bonus points, happy days. 10 bonus points. You just got yourself there, lady. Oh my gosh, Rich and I have a giggle because we still can't believe people parrot happy days, happy days back and uh, it makes me so happy. Uh, you know where this happy days came from? I know it's like an old school thing, but my grandmother used to always say happy days when she didn't say it with such lack of enthusiasm that I just did then. But whenever she would uh, have a little sherry or something to drink, it was always the cheers, happy days. And I just thought it's a nice thing to say and it stuck. And now I've said it at the end of every episode. Fun fact. Look, Dorian, an amazing, amazing uh, message you've left me. And thank you for prompting me to use the message because it got lost in the system. Uh, Some of you may have seen an email that went around. If you're a Bride Chiller blogger, if you were involved in writing for the Bride Chiller blog, uh, that is on thebridechiller.com, which is my website. And I have been encouraging people to write in and take part in the show and basically share their wedding planning journey. And it's been amazing. And Jess, my virtual assistant who was a real person. She's just not, you know, sitting in an office with me. She was working with me for a long time and then decided to stand down. And uh, that is all I'll say about that. But it has left me solo. And I am keeping my head above water, but also with the day job, it's a little hardcore. So I was really delighted when Dorian wrote to me and said, hello, Alicia, Uh, I'm getting married very soon. And you haven't used my voice message and I'd love your response. And it was very polite and lovely. And I wrote and went, I am so sorry that for some reason your message has slipped through the bride chiller cracks. I'm mortified because I really try and get back to everyone and make sure that even if your message isn't used on the show, I try and respond. And that's what Jess was helping me with as well, just keeping track of everything. So I had to send one million kisses to her, not in a creepy kissy way, a bit of that would have been weird in your ears. Uh, so I have to say thank you for your for your comments and also for getting in touch because I really appreciate it. I don't know what happened to my brain just then. Doreen, I'm really glad that you, firstly, I just want to say, went back and that you enjoyed the Feminist Bride episode, which is episode 169. I know that because I just, over the last weekend, interviewed the Feminist Bride, uh, who was coming back on the show in the next couple of weeks to talk about name change, because so many of you have written and left beautiful voice messages saying, can you help me out with this conundrum? I don't know what to do. I'm not sure of which way I should go, if I should change my name, if I should create a whole new name. And we recorded such a fun episode, but just like episode 169, Katrina came along with the goods. She knows her stuff. She had lots of information about the background behind 
the name change history, about the pros and cons, about the choices that we make as women, especially when it comes to changing our name and and the history behind it and also the tradition and really just encouraging us to have a conversation with our partners about why we're changing our name and the meaning behind it. She's not discouraging. She's just saying, like anything, know why we do something. And then you're empowered to know uh, how, what choice is important to you. So it's really great. And I'm so happy that you looked into the tradition of jumping the broom. I've never seen that before. So I had to have a little Google too. And I'm delighted that it's worked out well for you. Now, to get back to your first question about including people that aren't necessarily going to be able to come, and I like the idea of the webcam. I think that's a great idea. Of course, there are so many different mechanisms of live broadcasting now. When I first started this podcast, or back in the back two years ago, it's like I'm saying before the internet was invented, but you know, Periscope was really hot. Periscope's not as hot now. It's obviously still being used, but it's not as mainstreamy as it probably was trying to be about a year ago. Of course, you've got Snapchat and Instagram stories, which I adore. If you are not following me, if we're not Instagrammy, Snapchatty friends, I like using both of those um, apps. And I think they're really fun. I know they're only very short form, But I've seen many people use them in a wedding environment in a really fun way. I will say something, and Dorian, I'm coming back to your question, but I will say that one thing I've been noticing is that a lot of people are getting very clever with Snapchat. And as well as creating a hashtag, they are creating their own geo filter. Their own, not geo filter, geo filter tag. (laughs) I sound like the biggest old nana. Now, have you heard of the internet? It's a worldwide web. No, it's where, you know, you can choose your own geotaggy thing at the bottom of the screen. Fuck, I know there's a real way to say this. I don't want to stop and Google. I'm in the flow. But basically, you can can go on to the Snapchat website and you can, for five bucks or something, like it's minimal cost, design your own special geo-taggy, logo-y thing. Someone's going to write to me, tweet me today and tell me what the fuck this thing's called. But you basically can choose the vicinity of your wedding uh, location and then you basically choose it on a map and then you upload your design. They okay it. It can't be anything like porno or weird, as if you're going to do a porno tag for your wedding. I mean, if you do, congrats, that's edgy, but probably not. And they're not going to approve it. Forget it. So, and then basically when people, I don't know if I keep saying basically, I'm like 17 today. Basically, if because I'm talking about Snapchat, if you log on, people can use that geotaggy filter logo. <laughs> Fuck, I've got to look it up. Hang on. Okay, I just looked it up. It is called a geo filter. I'm not as old and stupid as I thought I was. You just have to go to snapchat.com slash geofilter and you can do it yourself. Look, that's not really helping you, Dorian. I just wanted to add that because I think it's a really fun idea. And I'm going to try and make one for Belinda and Luke's wedding, my lovely cousin, who are going to Hawaii in like three weeks' time. Countdown! And uh, I just said to her, girl, you got to do this. Like I need another project. Look, just to final final thoughts, I think that to make things more interactive, you know, some people are going to embrace the technology if they're not there or they want to share these things. Some people are going to ignore the technology. 
I think whatever you decide to do, and this goes for people that you're trying to hook in from afar if they can't be there, or people that are going to participate on site. I think whatever you do is just make sure you explain the thing, whether it's we want to use a hashtag or if you've got Appy Couple or one of these apps that allows you to share all of your photographs and moments and videos and stuff on the day, just make sure you explain that you're using it. And one thing we did, and we look, to be honest, again, our wedding was four years ago, so we were just on the cusp of all this shit happening. We just put a a couple of little signs up around the venue saying, if you use this Wi-Fi password and uh, if you use log on, if you've got the app, um, just join the app and, you know, everything will be recorded and sent to us. That worked quite well. And also I say, you know, sending some information via email or your WhatsApp or your various things beforehand to explain that someone might have to download an app, et cetera, et cetera, is probably a good thing. So they're not having to download something if you're getting married in the middle of nowhere and they've got no signal. That is my response to you, Dorian. I am so happy that we finally got to connect and I'm delighted that I could answer your question, feature it on the show because you've been a long-time listener, first-time caller bride chiller, and I wish you all the best for your upcoming wedding in less than a month. Hi, Alicia. This is Dylan from Alabama. I am calling to thank you for all of your wedding planning and advice for my whole engagement. I got engaged in January, and I've been listening to your podcast ever since, and I'm getting married in just a couple of weeks, November 5th. So I got a lot of great information from your podcast, and it helped me maintain my sanity in the craziness of wedding planning. I was never the little girl that was always looking forward to planning her wedding, and so when it came about that that was the job that I had to do, um, this was a real breath of fresh air amidst all of the other wedding planning marketing materials. So. I want to thank you so much for that. A couple of episodes that really helped me and my fiance, one of them was about eloping. And while we did not elope, uh, despite one day where we thought we might have to, um, we have decided to do a small ceremony uh, in the day before when most people do their rehearsal. And then we're going to have the party the next day uh, as a reception. So most people are invited to the reception and close friends and family will be at the ceremony on Friday. And that has helped take a lot of the pressure off of the wedding planning. And the other episodes that were really helpful to me were the ones about mental health with Dr. Lindsay Bira. I struggled with depression and anxiety throughout the course of my wedding planning, uh, really for the depression part for the first time in my life. So hearing those episodes and knowing um, that this is normal and that um, I'm not the only one struggling with these things while planning a wedding uh, was really refreshing to hear. And now that the wedding is so much closer, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really excited about it. And I've just come to the conclusion that weddings are one of your only times uh, to bring lots of friends and family together and to meet your new family. And I just can't wait to spend time with people. And that's really the theme of our wedding. We've tried to make sure that we're spending as much time with people as possible. So I want to thank you so much for all of your great advice. I love the Significant Other podcast. I hope 
to hear more episodes soon. Uh, you and Rich are hilarious, and I think all couples can get a lot out of just hearing from hearing from you, uh, being real. So thank you so much for everything. Happy days. Wonderful feedback from Dylan. I'm so happy that you enjoyed the show and I've been able to share this journey with you. It really means the world to me when I hear that sort of feedback. And I love that you got so much out of those episodes. If you haven't heard the episodes with Dr. Lindsay Beerer, they are scattered right through the last sort of year or so. She is an amazing health professional. She's a psychologist. She speaks very openly and I think very helpfully about mental illness, about depression, and really just about how we can all learn to be more open and uh, well understanding of the issues surrounding and not just the actual people that are suffering, but also how it can affect friends and family. And especially if you were going through this while you're planning your wedding, um, you know, one of the big discussion points we had is that we're supposed to be, and this is society's bullshit saying, you should be, oh, you're engaged, you're planning a wedding, you should be happy all the time. Smile. And you're like, here's your double middles right now. We're not going to smile all the time. And it's just really good to be able to have that sort of open discussion. I know I've received so much wonderful feedback about Dr. Lindsay's episodes and she'll be back. She's very busy. She's doing a TED talk in a couple of weeks and we are working on a book together. Look at that. (laughs) Every time I talk to you, I've got another thing, but I come through with the goods and so does Dr. Lindsay Beera. She's amazing. I love her. I wish she lived closer to me so we could be real life BFFs. No pressure, Lindsay. She also features Insignificant Other, our other podcast, which is on a very temporary hiatus. Little does know, Rich know. He thinks we're off for the year, but I am going to force him to record lots of episodes while we're on holiday in a couple of weeks' time. He will be stoked. Dylan, as we would say in the Australian theatre, here's a new one for you, Chookers. Have I talked about Chookers before? This is what you say. You want to say, you know, good luck, break a leg. You say Chookers. And if you said that to any Australian actor or thespian, which is also an actor, it's the same thing. You say chookers and they'll know exactly what you're saying. I don't know if normal, I say normal, like actors aren't normal people. Well, a lot of them are. Uh, I don't know if normal Australians, you get it. But chookers, well done. I'm going to start using that more and more and I'm going to spread the chookers word. It's Historically, it goes back a long way. Moving on. Uh, this message is from, mm, she would like to be anonymous and I'm always put on the spot for a name called Nelly. <laughs> I've just had a bit of a dum-dum moment. I think she's from St. Louis or is it St. Louis? Shit. I can't ask anyone about this. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I feel like a dum-dum. My wedding is in October 2017. We're getting married in a small town about 45 minutes away, whether it's St. Louis or St. Louis. I think it's St. Louis. Meet me in St. Louis. Currently, our guest list is 74 people, which to me is the perfect number. I agree. My dilemma is that I cut about 10 family members who also live in this small town where our wedding will be. They're my dad's first cousins. And when I told him that they didn't make the list. He threw a fit. He offered to help me foot the bill, the catering bill, in order to add them on. But it is my wedding. True dat. I am not that close to these people, and the idea of inviting family just because is not something I want. Well, we don't even have long conversations when we see each other. Am I being a bitch about this? Sometimes I just don't care, honestly. 
Nelly, aka Anon, you are fucking fabulous. You're not being a bitch about this. This seems quite reasonable. I don't know why. I mean, maybe your dad, unless he's besties with these first cousins and he sees them all the time. I feel like this is just one of those situations where parents just say, I'm going to have some sort of freak out because in my day we invited all of our first cousins and we didn't question anything. But uh, in this situation, I think you need to stand by your your decisions, choices in this situation, because as you said, you're not really close to these people. You probably aren't going to be super like stoked running into their arms when you see them on your wedding day. And if it's not something you want, it's not something you want. I feel like your dad could be talked down. Maybe you just need to explain to him that 74 is the perfect number and you are really happy with that amount of people and you want to keep it small and intimate and it's been a hard decision but hey shove it don't say that to your dad that would be really rude but I think just having a nice conversation with him and saying look we've made our decision it's not about cash it's about who I want there tell him Alicia said that she thinks this is the right decision and you would very much like him to respect that If he still flips out, then maybe we can come to some sort of compromise. I don't know. Maybe that he wants people, maybe he's just really close with the first cousins and he wants to hang with them. And if that is the answer, he can do that either side of your wedding. That's the solution. I'm sticking with it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Anonymous from St. Louis or St. Louis. Tweet me. Tell me if I'm saying it wrong. One of them's wrong, obviously. Rich. I've just said it could be St. Louis or it could be St. Louis. Saint? Saint Louis. I have no idea. Why are we so uneducated with this? I don't know. I mean, there's lots of places that in Australia people will go, it's from Wollongong. St. Louis? It's not St. Louis. We failed, failed, failed. Right. Another one here. Uh, Lovely Layla sent me a Facebook message. She says, my fiance Ari and I are getting married on August the 19th, 2017. I consider Ari and I to be more of an alternative couple. I love some of the different ways to engage our guests, like temporary tattoo spots and a DIY photo booth. Those are my two favorites. And I was wondering if you had any other suggestions for unique ways to engage our guests while on a budget. Something unique and fun, please. I also wanted to thank you from, for cutting me off from Pinterest. I've gotten way more done with wedding planning. Now I've stopped pinning images and started listening to your helpful podcast. Thank you again. We love you. And literally, I'm going to count. There are six exclamation marks. I love you back. Thank you, Layla. Um, look, good question. I love that you want to add a bit of fun without the uh, super cash situation. I really love eating. Like, I think about food so much. And I love the idea, and this is so basic, right? But I love soft serve, <laughs> which is probably made out of slops. But I love the idea of a soft serve machine that you can decorate the ice cream like you used to have at Sizzler. I've been thinking about Sizzler a lot lately, and I know in most countries they went out of business. Tweet me, Instagram me, email me if Sizzler is still alive in your locale. But I remember when we were kids that uh, when we'd go to Sizzler, we wouldn't we would just rush through the savouries and then literally eat twelve bowls of soft serve, soft serve ice cream, and then decorate it differently. And it was almost like the Bake Off for us that we would present the soft serve ice cream in different ways and then want to vomit 
for the rest of the day. But there's something about the idea of having an ice cream soft servery at a wedding. And I know it's been done. It's not original. But you can decorate it and gorge yourself to death. Don't do that. But just really go nutso on the ice cream making Sundays makes me really happy. This is probably not the solution you were asking for. I love, uh, but you know, I want to eat ice cream. And now, God, I want to have an ice cream. So bad. I haven't even eaten my dinner yet. That's naughty. I personally love small additions that have meaning to you as a couple and also get your guests to get to know you a little bit more, whether that's adding some fun sort of quizzes, not quizzes, because quizzes sound really daggy, but the idea that you can add bits of information about yourselves and your relationship without being hammy and like vomit into a bucket sort of stuff. But ways just to inform your guests about some details of your relationship that perhaps they don't know about. I know when I made my speech at our wedding, I talked about Rich's huge fear of umbrellas, which is something we must talk about on Significant Other. I I suppose fear is maybe a little dramatic, but he does not like to walk with umbrellas. When we put an umbrella up and we have to walk together, it's like something comes over him and he can't do it. So I included an umbrella in the day just to really shit him off uh, and made him walk underneath it. I don't know if opening the umbrella was very good luck. I don't really believe in that stuff, but um, yeah, we used that. So we added those sort of little small details and it was stuff that, you know, I don't think people necessarily went home going, I'm glad I knew that Rich has a fear of umbrellas, but it's fun and just something a little bit more, I don't know, silly that maybe people will remember. So far, I've given you ice cream and uh, fun facts which aren't necessarily super alternative, but both would make your guests smile and feel very satisfied after reading Soft Serve. As you know, I'm a huge fan of books. I think if you can include, if you're readers, if you're people that are interested in reading or sharing literature, there are fun ways to get little bits of information of your favorite books, whether you're giving people books or you're using books as inspiration. That's always fun. I've been seeing lots of walls of donuts recently. Where people, that's Rich opening the oven, if you can hear that noise, uh, where people are using. Sorry. <laughs> We've got some chicken in there. Dinner. Dinner's coming soon. Uh, they are basically, just Google this, but it's quite fun. They've been using hooks on the wall and they're putting fun, colorful donuts, which literally you can go to buy at, you know, a donuttery. And uh, you pop them on the hooks and use them as seating charts or just a wall of donuts to eat. And again, I'm this is I'm talking a lot about food because as you heard, the chicken's in the oven and we haven't had dinner yet and I'm obsessed. I'm just very hungry. But I feel like the donut thing is actually some something that people would like to share and enjoy, both physically eating and also with photographs and having fun picking the donuts and all that sort of stuff. This is silly, but I'm seeing a lot of it and I'm loving it. Right, look, I am quite hungry. I don't want to I've never just stopped the podcast because of the hunger, but I'm hungry. It's dinner time. Come on. Thank you. And Rich, will you be coming come back to the Woods microphone? Are you appearing on an upcoming episode? Maybe. Do you know how many times uh, in this past few weeks, and I, you've just missed it because like, you weren't home when I was recording the fizz bit before, but people have been requesting more episodes of Significant Other. Zero. Lies. <laughs> I can play you back. It's fine. I believe you. So I've promised them another couple of episodes when we're on holiday. Okay. 
Fine. Lean into the mic, please, babes. All right, fine. You know, I'm not a pro. I'm just an amateur. No one said you have to be a pro. Hashtag bring back reach. Don't hashtag that. We will wear Hawaiian shirts when we record. Rich has ordered a couple of Hawaiian shirts. And they're I know that's good. Yeah, they're very good. And people are like, why wouldn't you just buy them in Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> but we're organised. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they're better when you don't get them in Hawaii. I don't know. Probably. I don't know. And can you... Okay, here's something everyone can help us with. Sorry, just lean in for ah. two seconds. Come on, mate. That's my back. I know. He's leaning in because I'm, I'm at my desk. We're going to America, and one thing that we don't get (laughs) is tipping. Ah, yeah. We are really nervous. Now, I've visited America on numerous occasions, but I don't know why in this situation I feel nervous about the tipping. Why would that be? I I think because we know it's inevitable we're going to... Fuck it up. Fuck it up and annoy someone. I don't want to be that mean person. Mm. I think because I was younger when I travelled... I didn't care as much. I didn't realise how important tipping is to people's way of life. Yeah. Is that heavy? They really need it. Well, I think people don't get paid enough money. So yeah. you've got to tip them. So um, I'm going to Give send... Give some tips yeah. on tips. Who do we tip? Like, is it just restaurants? Do we need to tip cab drivers? I could Google this, but you're far Hashtag more interesting. tips, tips. <laughs> Hashtag tips, tips. Tips, tips. <laughs> Who or is it easier just to say who you don't tip? Maybe I I don't know. You just tip everyone. Yeah. This is the thing in Australia. Can like, you tip me for this little? Yeah, you tipped every day, mate. Being married to me. <laughs> the, now we might not might sound mildly retarded asking this question, and this is no offence to anyone. We rarely mean to offend people, but the idea in Australia of tipping isn't isn't a thing. No. Like you tip occasionally in a restaurant. Because you Not go in the UK. No, in the UK you don't tip anyone. Like for God forbid, and that's why when Brits and Australians come to Canada and America and they get confused about tipping, it's because we don't want to offend people. But we're like, oh, it just seems like a lot of extra money. But I get it. Well, more that it. It's just not in our nature, so we don't even think about it. Like no, it's... which is why I'm panicked now. Because I'm mm. like, we just have to keep wads of money in our pockets to tip people. We sound stupid. Uh, dinner is on. All right. If I'm there are right. any listeners in Hawaii, say. Aloha. Yeah, we are now coming. I must say aloha. We're coming to it me. means hello and goodbye. All right, mate. Thanks, Silicon Valley. See you, mate. That's true. You got that from Silicon Valley, one of the best TV shows in the world. Now, thank you for your time. If you have lasted through that inane conversation, he's opening the bloody oven again. I give you 10 points <laughs> and apologize if you've just joined the show. Uh, that's, well, I was going to say we're, more, we're usually more professional than that. I don't think so. That's not at all true. We love hearing from you. We love hearing, oh, for God's sake, how your oh, wedding... Uh, all right, mate. I'm, so I'm, I just yelled into the microphone. Um, we love hearing about how your wedding planning's going. If you have a question for this here show, get in touch. I love a voice message. I don't mind an email. I don't want to feel, uh, you know, that I'm being rude, but we do love a voice message. Voice messages only, thanks. Okay, thank you. He can say it. And uh, if you would like to leave a voice message, what website would they visit, dear husband? Bride Chiller. No, the Bride Chiller. The, the Bride Chiller. Yeah, we don't just put Bride Chiller because someone else fucking owns that and I can't buy that. it. <laughs> uh, Thebridechiller.com. Speak pot. 
And uh, you can simply record your voice message via SpeakPipe. This is a doozy. People will be like, if you have gotten this far, I hope you're enjoying it. We're going to go watch The Walking Dead. Are we? Yeah. The show that Rich wants to give up on every year and I make him continue to watch. We love you all very much. Thank you. Until Monday's episode of the show, stop sighing, go away. (laughs) Happy days.